This Water News with Steve Baker is supported by Clearwater and Filtration on Rough and Ready Highway, Grass Valley. Well, it's time for Water News with Steve Baker. Steve, it's been a couple, three weeks since we last talked, and it's now March. So what is the state of California water at this point? At this point, if you look at our recent past, as far as precipitation goes, our principal reservoirs, they are... They've been receiving zero, absolutely nothing at all. And uh, you would you would think that, thinking back to last October and then the big snowfall after Christmas, that that would be a great thing. And it was at the time, but that is a thing of the past now. Uh, here's the current situation. Our snowpack here in Northern California, if you look at Blue Canyon, that's probably the best uh, part of our Northern California Sierra snowpack. It's 109% of average. That's great. But then the other portions are range between, in Northern California, range between 72 and 89% average. So we're, we're sitting a bit low there. If you look at the reservoirs, uh, Orville Reservoir is at 87% of their average. You would think after all that rain, we would have, you know, been better, but uh, that's not the case. Shasta, it's only at 57%. So, uh, and, and, and Folsom, Folsom looks good, 108%, but, you know, I don't know how many people realize this, but Folsom is a very small reservoir compared to the size of the watershed. And so they empty it and fill it a number of different times. Uh, I'm, I'm happy to see that it's, 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 a, it's 108% of, of its average right now. The entire Central Valley project, in other words, federal projects, they're at 63%. So we're well below average right now this year. We have one month left in our wet season, and we're told that a miracle march is not likely. So let's just see what happens. Well, we have a little bit of rain uh, this week, maybe three-quarters of an inch. Ah, we'll take what we can. Yahoo! <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is our third year of drought. Yeah, it's, that sure seems to be the case. Our our precipitation is now more extreme in both sides of it. You know, you can't think, think back to October and then, and then December. And then what happens? Well, it goes back down to below average again. That's exactly what we've been experiencing. So, yeah, third year, consecutive year of drought. It may be a common goal to uh, exercise conservation for all of us this year. What can we expect for, say, water policies? Uh, yeah, that's a good question. I would expect what happened last time around, which was 2015, I, I'd expect the same thing. Uh, water restrictions, raising prices, that's sort of the more typical policy response. But in 2015, they did it different. It was a water budget approach. And the way that had worked is everyone was asked, as, as I'm sure many of our listeners can remember, that uh, you need to reduce your, your water use by 20%. Okay, we're all being told that. And if you don't, then there will be an additional fee for the water that exceeds that budgeted amount. That's how it was looked at. And then, then the comparison was made with whatever the water usage was for 2013. Well, there was pushback, as you would always have for, for things like that. Uh, some of it was legit, I think, and, and others probably not. But uh, some people felt that it was unfair because they were conserving in 2013, and now you're asking me to conserve 20% over what I'm already conserving, which was significant in itself. That was uh, looked at as unfair. And then there was the low-income individuals who use less water under any conditions because they don't have the adequate funds to pay for it. 
Now, that was uh, a very sensitive area across the, the state of California. And then the, the water users who have an abundance of money, well, they just use what they wanted. They didn't care. They'll pay the extra fee. And the attitude was, you know, or that actually the ultimate uh, view is that doesn't help our conservation efforts when you have people like that. So that was not... Uh, that was not a favorable outcome. Now, uh, Janine Stone and Patrick Johnson at Cal State University, they, they did a survey on the households at that time and, and this whole conservation effort. And what they found out is this. 70% of the people of the population stayed within their water budget. That is very good. Uh, people that did exceed the budget, they didn't exceed it more than something like $30 a month. So uh, I'm not sure what water equivalent that is but it doesn't seem like it's over the top so uh we did pretty good in california when we had to in 2015 uh the water uh, use behavior uh, also they noticed was really consistent it wasn't some certain demographic it was households of all incomes of all education levels of all ages and and political affiliations It, it didn't matter we all did pretty 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 well you know it was homogenous across the board so the water budget approach really we found in 2015 was a much preferred way to go over the mandatory and voluntary water restrictions so steve uh, how do you think this can play out uh, in our communities up here oh i th- i think it'll be in a similar way as what happened last time and it'll be uh happening in, in the entire state not just up here it seems that um by by using a water budget approach, people really are thinking about water usage. They're thinking about it on a daily basis. That's a very, very good thing. I mean, think about it recently. I And you experienced it too. We, we uh, experienced a three-foot snow, right? And we lost power for how long? Two weeks for me. It was a long time. And I became very frugal on my water use. I had to learn how to use... Uh, uh, you know, exist comfortably with less water. And then when the power came back, I continued to show that same, well, not quite the same level of frugalness, but still I'm using less water now than I was before that whole thing happened. So uh, people are thinking about water usage. Now, people are recognizing also at this point that drought conditions are more of a permanent change. In fact, we probably shouldn't call it drought. We live in a more arid environment these days in California. There are people recognizing that. Uh, neighbors are, uh, are more apt to encourage each other to not waste water when they see water being wasted. I hope that's done in a, in a, a friendly way. Uh, not always, but that's, that's something that we, I see happening in, in our area and in the state. And then, and then people are changing their habits. Okay. How long do you take a shower? How, how much time? I mean, they're using they're taking a shorter shower. They're they're making sure when they do the laundry that it's a whole load, not just a part of a load. And washing dishes, don't let the water run. Okay, these are good habits. And we're seeing more of that. So we're definitely in it for for this year and who knows how many more years. So uh, our, our communities can handle it. We've done it in the past. We will do equal or better in, in the future as long as we uh, continue on the same path. We're, we're going in the right direction. Uh, Steve, one one other question. Uh, this uh, water uh, uh, shortage that you described, uh, it has to do more with distributed water, such as, you know, water from NID or water from the cities. How about people with wells? What should they be looking at? 
Well, the people who have wells need to, in my view, and I've said this many a time, they need to know what's going on beneath their feet. So those water levels are, it's really necessary to know if you're getting yourself in trouble or not. And uh, all I can say without having a lot of data and evidence of this is that we are drilling deeper to find adequate water than years past. And in the long picture, we are being affected by drought. And we need to be aware of that and not just not play a game in our heads about it. We are being affected, so we need to be careful on the water that we use. I would encourage people who have wells and also people who, who have city water to incorporate rainwater harvesting. Because when we get hit with water, rain a lot of times in the future, it'll be a lot of rain. Let's fill up those large containers and use them later in the season. Well, Steve, thank you so much for the information. You're welcome. Appreciate it. Managing groundwater is Steve Baker's career and passion, and that has led him into working on all water sources and supplies. This has been another conversation with KVMR's water guy, Steve Baker. Email him with your questions at water at operationunite.co.